hair is hair, it all has a resolution. That's TVs. TVs have resolution. <laughs> <laughs> hair don't have no resolution. What are you saying? <laughs> this is the TSFP podcast, the Strange Fruit podcast. We discuss topics that deal with black lives on a day-to-day basis. You know the things that you want to say, but you can't say. Well, we're unafraid to speak on it. Thank you for listening. And welcome to the Strange Fruit Podcast. It's been a minute, y'all. I'm Nikki Brooks, and I'm joined by... Adrian Neely. Bishop Green. We're going to jump right in and we're going to get into this whole, at this point, everybody already knows what went on with Will Smith. We, what, five days deep? Five, six days past? It feels like yeah. so much longer. I don't know why. It feels like so much longer and so much has unfolded with it. And it's like, I think it's just a, a whole layered situation. And the things that I'm seeing out there, that's what we want to talk about. I'm seeing this. It's turned into protect black women. It is turned into... Chris Rock was the bully. Will Smith was protecting his wife. It's just turned into a whole big thing. And I got so much to say about it. And I don't even know if I ought to go first. Adrian, no, you want me to go first? I defer. I defer. <laughs> I feel like this has been bubbling inside you. It has. It's for been about the same period of time it's been bubbling inside of me. <laughs> and I feel okay. like we just... We've we've had at least five days to process this, and yeah. I feel like to actually process this accurately, it really does take at least five days because so much happened in that twelve to fifteen seconds of trauma and drama. I mean, uh, I mean, we got sibling uh, ready to go off. We got alopecia. We got black women. We got we got two Americas viewing this thing differently. We got we got black folks trying to get in with the other folks. We got respectability. (laughs) There's been the respectability and white gays issue. It is so deep. Then there's all the people acting like they too good to discuss it or the rest of us discuss. You know, I just said I'm over it at this point, but I'm also not over it. Here is my assessment of what happened. I have to tell it like a story. Basically, I feel like Will was on the bus. Will and Jada, y'all on the back of the bus. Suge and 50 been roasting y'all all week long. And when we like, you all right, Will? You like, no, nah, go on, dog. I ain't worried about that. Everything good. Then little Chris, the quiet kid in the front of the bus, who don't change glasses, he classes, he stepped on your shoe, then you welling on him. You you go out welling on on, on, on him, flexing, you know. Yep. And and my thing is that the, we, that's not like something you see in middle school. I feel like Will punched down. I feel like, and everybody's, oh, he defended his wife. I don't think that the punishment was worth the crime. I did not find the joke offensive, and I failed to connect what it had to do with alopecia. But even more importantly than that, what got me about the whole thing was that I felt like Will did not move the way men move. And I, I can say that as a certified tomboy, certified homegirl. I grew up around, when I say I grew up around tons of boys, I was everybody else was in the house in the 90s. You know, they didn't let girls play with the boys. I was on the basketball court with my cousins. I ran with boys. I have an older brother, two aunts that got four boys. I'm the first girl. Uh, I was number 14 of the grandchildren. So 
that I ran with boys, nothing but boys, straight home. So, you know, I saw how boys and men move. And what Will did is really something that you really don't see past middle school. Because one thing about it, when someone is doing something that's disrespectful, you got to keep your energy. You, your energy has to start, either your energy is started, if your energy started with those, those ones that's roasting you initially, everybody would respect it because they would know. Or at the very least, if you snap and snap for real, most men, not all, give an announcement of some sort. They, 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 you know, whether that announcement is, excuse me, what you say, whether that announcement is keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth while I'm walking up or while I'm seated down. Or whether that announcement is Nikki, on stage left. Nikki, um, yeah. I think I think you dropped out for a second after you said most men, and I have a feeling the le your level of crunkness means that we need to revisit what you said about <laughs> most men. Okay, got you. Can y'all hear me now? Oh yeah, go ahead. All uh -huh. right. So most men, most men are going to make a level of an announcement. And you see this, like I said, you know, dealing with like you see it way in middle school. You rarely, if you went to public school, you rarely saw this post eighth or ninth grade, where it was like somebody, you know, mo most men, they're going to move and they make an announcement of some sort. So whether that announcement would have been keep my name out your wife fucking mouth while I'm walking up, whether the announcement was stage left, because when I come confront you backstage and I say, say dog, what you said wasn't cool, that's me knocking. And if you buck, it's on. But I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the, the, the boundary is right in that moment. And at the very least, even if I'm snapping and I go up there and start it, I'm not turning my back. I'm going to finish it. I'll be standing over you saying, keep my wife's name out your mouth if I snap for real. But what I feel like Will did was he was getting clowned on the back of the bus. He snapped on Chris because he could. He knew that it would not be a threat for whether, whether that is because Chris is smiling to him or whether that is because it was the Oscars. I don't know. But what he did was what most boy code, bro code would consider as punching down because Chris was not a threat. The problem with that is that whether you in the suburbs, if you're in the suburbs, that'll just get your car pulled. But if you in the hood or you hood adjacent, what Will did would get your ass dog walked. Literally. It is like <laughs> Chris's cousins will wait for your ass at the skating rink to make, they'll take off work to make sure they dog walk your ass because you rolled up on the wrong person. Because one of the rules about it is that what is this is unspoken rule about respect and you know giving people the opportunity to to do something he stole on them basically he stole on him because there was no announcement of it he, there was no nobody knew he was for real till he not even when he sat down and said keep my wife's name out your mouth it was the second one that everybody yeah. was like wait a minute so you you he didn't announce it like I said in any sense of the word he did not announce that and in every sense of the word he stole on the man in addition to that he ruined everybody's night i know people talking about respectability and all this stuff man i have nothing to do with respectability we sitting up here with all this money we sitting up in this place on oscar night which is the culmination of we pay to be a part of this dang on academy thing to be legitimate professionals. We sitting up in here on our suits on this night and you snapped. Not only did you snap, cause I'm fine with you snapping, but right. you did 
two things, and you get ready to edit. You did two things. First thing you did was you blamed the real equation, which is Richard Williams. You gonna blame that shit on the black father. Uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, I'm the guy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I just, the, the, the angry black father, like Richard Williams, they want to protect. Nah, nah, brother. You, you, you need to eat that yourself. Then the second thing, he blamed it on, he blamed it on God and Richard Williams. Then went on, and like I listened to D.L. Hewlett's commentary, like he said, went on, you got jiggy with it all night, you got a standing ovation, you got all that stuff. No one checked on this man that had been assaulted at work while he was at work as a comedian. In addition to that, everybody is like split down this side where they're like protecting the cool kid. Will, it's like, well, you know, it's Jada because... You know, Jada did it. Fresh Prince couldn't have did that. It's Chris Rock. He was bullying him. Fresh Prince could only take so much. How about Fresh Prince cracked on his own accord and did some jacked up stuff and messed up our night? How about yeah. that? Like, yeah. Yeah. why do we got to make it someone's fault? And then because everybody's making it this their fault, it is spilling into this protect black women thing. And I'm telling you, that's the part that has me triggered. I can't. I can't. I feel like I've been monologuing, so I'm gonna give y'all a minute because I got. No, 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 no. I no, no, mean, no, no, go ahead. So, we hear you. We hear you. To the protect black women thing. The part of that that is bothering me so much is that I am a woman who grew up protected by black men in every sense of the word not just me who was respectable but i had some fucking felonious ass hitters in my family so i'm not just talking about men you know that i'm talking about you know when i was one and the thing about being protected by black men is that in all honesty it's terrifying because you know that your husband, your son, your brother, whoever, if someone disrespects you and that man gets about it in any sense of the word, he can be dead, he can be in jail, he can be hemmed up by the cops. It, it never ends well. It never ends well. And so you have, I, I sat in this women's meeting over the summer that we had at the Airbnb. It was a retreat and there was a woman in there and she cried telling we all sharing stories and she was talking about her story of abuse and assault at the hands of her baby daddy that was vehement but she never told anyone because she knew her family would kill him she did not want her brothers or cousins to go to go to jail i noticed they'd have killed them and wow. so i grew up like that as well where you know I knew um you know one, one of the things I had to unpack is the story I told you guys about was when I was just like four or five one of my earliest memories we were at our next door neighbor's house and I was supposed to be going straight into the house my dad was on the way home I was supposed to be going into the house me and my talkative behind is outside and these little white boys down the street hit me with rocks and with calling in the house crying my brother, who was only, he's only five years older than me, so he was not more than nine. He, he get this look on his face. He's like, okay, Pooh. Everybody calls me Pooh Bear. He said, okay, Pooh. Comes outside. He said, y'all threw rocks at my sister? He said, yeah. They, we got a lot, slew of rocks down here. I'm crying. Y'all threw rocks at my sister? 
Okay, he picked up a rock. Bing, he hit one boy dead in the head, one rock. His head bust open, and he was like, leave my sister alone. The boy runs down, calls his mama. The cops come, like, in a minute. We hide in the house. <laughs> so we don't come outside. But then it was scary. But then when my dad gets home, which he, my dad, is, all this had to happen in, like, 15 minutes because my dad wasn't that far down the road to high school. Dad comes home, and it's like the cops are still there. Everybody's like, what's going on? My dad is upset. And everybody is basically like, this boy, it's like my brother was the 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 criminal. He was the criminal. They had him hemmed up. He's nine. And then the only thing that saved everything was that all those rocks were in front of our house that they had been throwing at me. And we lived in a regular suburban neighborhood. Rocks, the rocks were sitting in front of the driveway, tons of them, because they were they were clocking me with rocks. Mm. And um and my uh and they didn't have no rocks in front of their house. So the story panned out at that point. And um what I remember from it, my brother and I shared a room, and I remember feeling like I was supposed to be in the house and my brother got in trouble because of me. And I can remember feeling like my brother would be upset, but he wasn't. It was just like it is what it is. Mm. It's like I love you, Pooh, blah blah, and I think I knew from that day forward that it that it was serious. My father was a really, really big man. He was the kind of man that people shifted how they behave. They call him Big Daddy. They <laughs> they shifted how they behaved when he came in the room. My brother, growing up as well, was really somewhat of a hard head, so people changed how they behaved. I had my really closest cousins, same thing. People changed how they acted with you. So, mm -hmm. so as a tomboy, all that made me do was be able to read people. And I could especially read boys. And my thing was, keep your energy. Don't be talking to me. If you're going to talk to me, if you really about it, you're going to talk to me crazy in front of me and in front of Darnell or in front of Timothy and in front mm -hmm. of me, daddy, because you mad for real. But when you a coward and a punk, you gonna change your tone up when you know who I'm rolling with. So I, you know, or, or when you when you or you ain't gonna say nothing to me. You gonna try to give it to somebody else. So bottom line in all of that, and then my husband was a hothead. He did yeah. not play about when he felt you were being disrespected. It was like even at Sam Houston one time we're at this party. I think it was an alpha party, and um, somebody rubbed up on me. And when I tell you, them boys had to suplex walk Jermaine out that whole building because he was trying to shut that party down. It was like, when I tell you, he just turned around and it was like, it was a couple of little words exchanged and two guys, but you didn't, it was just, that was what stopped it. Mm. That's all I can say. And they had taken my side and calmed down. And if it wasn't that many people, we had to leave. If it hadn't been so many people at the party, he was trying to wait, but he couldn't, he didn't know who the person was. Mm -hmm. So that's terrifying to have when a man really wants to protect you, that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some times where, you know, people like, hey, I ain't nothing I can do to stop this bulldog or this spray train. We're going to have to see what color should paint the walls because you messed up. But for the you most part, as a woman, you do not, you don't ever start, unless you're just a messy woman for real, 
you don't be trying to sick nobody on nobody because there's consequences behind that. Mm-hmm. You literally be trying to save people from themselves. You lit. You will sit there and take all kind of stuff half the time because if this stuff get back or if this man see this stuff, ain't gonna be nothing I can do to save you from. And my thing, the way that the way that Jada laughed at that, she was shocked because he don't have it in him. That's not who he is. And he and even if he did have it in him, he wasn't angry for real enough for her to to know he was getting ready to protect her. And it just was. It again, going back to the protection of black women. When you are protected, there's a different way and a different confidence in which you in which you move. You will typically respect man code. Most men don't buck up in front of another man. They just really don't. They, and matter of fact, which is I'm shocked that women have forgotten this as well as feminists. Don't we complain about how men disregard us when we're in the presence of other men? One of my biggest issues is when I'm having conversations with men and they start deferring to my husband as if he's one doing the talking, not me. Because mm. that's something that men do out of respect. That They, they do know, that. So, you know, the only, the only problem I had with it, not to intervene or to no, cut you off, but I'm just saying the only, the only thing I had a problem with, <laughs> I know it was wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I knew it was wrong with what he did. He, he later apologized about it the next day, you know, because, again, this is five days out from when it happened. Uh, but my issue was don't do it in front of them people. Man, handle that behind the stage, man, or, the, or when the cameras is off. There's a time and a place for everything. And I just felt like I know heated or not, staged or not, whatever, phony or not, just handle all that funny business behind the stage because, again, it was two Americans viewing this thing. And, man, the comments I was seeing on yes. Twitter, it's just, wow. Oh, it's just violence. It's just violence. Yes. It's, they immediately it's, started disparaging Regina Hall's bit. They yes. Said, I, the first yeah. thing I saw was two articles. The Oscars was cringeworthy between Regina Hall's over sexual innuendos and her bit and um, Will Smith's slap. It was they basically were saying it was a fiasco. Now, can you imagine if Chris Rock had actually mocked the stage with him the way uh, most men did would, or if Chris Rock had even just went guttural like a lot of comedians and start roasting on on Jada and August and him and hitting below the belt? Can you imagine what would have been said then? Man, he could have. He could have. <laughs> oh, I mean, did y'all notice that he said I could say, and he stopped himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's he stopped himself. So <laughs> he could have really gone in. I'm not gonna cut up in front. Of, I'm not gonna cut up. And what's triggering to me, I don't know if you guys have heard these conversations as well about people like, well, it's respectability and performing for the white gays. I've been hearing about this respectability and white gays, and it's like, um, while it's true, a bunch of things can be true at once. If you are a person that you know, believes that this is reflective of black people because of what Will did, then you believe that regardless. We can't change your beliefs. Your bias is going to be there. However, if Chris Rock had that, reacted any other way than what he that did. That believes that way, believes that no matter what. They believe it no matter what. The reality is that if Chris, I don't think it's a color issue at all. 
it's a man-to-man issue. If Chris had behaved, I mean, if Chris had behaved in any of the other ways we described, whether it was retaliating physically or retaliating with gut with gut punch comedy, then what would have happened is we would be inundated with think pieces about how savage we are and how Oscars went from Oscars so white to Oscars so and so and they, many But they're words. already saying that. They're, they're already saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I saw that already. It was like, oh, did this turn into BT? And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the coded stuff is already out there. And my thing yeah. is that, okay, as for people to say that I understand we should be free of respectability. And most, a lot of us are free of respectability, but let's not act like if you can move in life not being aware of it as a black person, that that ain't a privilege. Yeah. Because a lot of us had to go to work on Monday and had to already sure ourselves up on how we was going to avoid the break room or how we was going to make sure we shift the subject. Because we had to make a choice that we ain't going to talk about this stuff with these people. That's right. That's right. We did. So that's the reality is that you still have a bunch of people. So, you know, that that's you don't shame us for being aware of it, because a lot of us have it in our lives. We have to navigate beyond it. And, 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 you know, so, I mean, again, it's people that's been at work all week that act like they, they don't, they don't even watch the Oscars. Right. They saying this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I can't the the respectability is 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 over the top. And then back to the protect black women. I know we're jumping a little bit, but I just feel that honestly, this is a lot. I think I see a lot of the reasons behind the disc with how women judge what a good man is, because you you've not seen enough men interact with each other. So you don't really know how men move amongst each other. And mm. so you ain't seen a lot of different examples of what good looks like. Because good looks a bunch of different ways. And so you don't have the discernment. And that's why these brunch boots come in here and these churchy folk come in here and they can tell you whatever and they can sell you on their imagery and they really be punk ass dudes. Because you don't know what good really move and look like. You don't know what a solid man looks like. And I feel like, you know, we'd be like, you got to look at how a man treat his mama. That's true, but you really need to be looking at how that man move amongst other men. Woo. That's going to tell you a whole lot. Yep. That's why That's you need home life. <laughs> homeboys, if you ain't got a bunch of cousins and brothers and stuff like me, you need some homeboys because you need to know how these men move because men read each other. Y'all size each other up. Y'all do these little things that have, that are just a part of man code. And it happens on every level. It happens across color lines. It happens across cultures. It, it, it just is a, you know, for, for in general, cisgendered men is what I'm saying. But you know, it happens and Yes, so you know, everybody ain't an alpha man, some a sigma, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There is a way that men tend to move unspokenly on this respect code. And, and you know, I, I, I just think that that is what is tripping a lot of women up in relationships. They don't 
they've not seen how men move. Yeah. And they don't they don't have enough men around them that don't want something from them. Now, everyone's talking about this good hair movie that, you know, Chris Rock, you know, produced and everything. And they're like, well, he should have known she had, you know, issues with the hair. And and I'm like, I didn't know. Now, unless you follow, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith like that, you know, I don't think you would have known because she's always rocked short hairstyles, you know. But, you know, needless to say, I just think you don't go, I don't care what she is, what she's about, you don't go after another man's wife. I just I just feel like, you know, if you do that, you just taking that dice roll uh to get your ass whooped. And and that, you know, I mean that's just rule of thumb. I thought everybody also thought don't that show way. Up at an award ceremony where people go after everybody. If you can't yes deal with that, then uh because in the same show Jesse Plemons and his he's married to the Kirsten Dunst and um meeting uh, I'm brain farting on um white one. Uh <laughs> I mean I, I just cannot remember her name right now. And I I, I mean she's popular. Amy Schumer. Enough. Huh? Yeah, Schumer, Amy, Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. I just could not I just had a brain fart moment. <laughs> Amy Schumer walks over to Will Plemons and he's joking with uh, she's joking with him and then she's like uh, talking about how she loved him in uh, Power of the Dog and all this stuff, and then she says, and she starts talking about seat fillers, and she she's like, like this seat filler here, and she points to Kirsten Dunst and asks her to stand up. Uh, Could you go somewhere else while, while I talk to Mr. Clemens or whatever, you know? And it was, and that's now Amy, now Kirsten Dunst is applying that same logic and be like, bitch, that's my husband, you know? Don't even play flirt with him or something like that, but that's what you you. You go in knowing that these hosts are there to lighten the mood, to joke around. They're not looking at it as going at somebody's wife. They're looking at it as these just jokes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's yes. What it is. These are just jokes. And I didn't mean to step on you, Bishop. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it, is no. that, it is that thing that, like, he was going after Jada. And even, like, Chris Rock is. I don't know. Like I'm a fan, so yeah, me too. So I have to preface that by that. I think he's brilliant. I think he's witty. I think he's intelligent. I'm one of those. Dudes, I, I have been blamed several times for only liking black comedians that white people like because I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle because I think they're brilliant. I think they're smart and I think they're observant. And I, I think that more black people should like them. And it's not my fault if you like ignorant uh, coon humans. Like, yeah. Um, when I so 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 when I watch Chris Rock, I believe he's observant, and I don't believe he can turn those powers of observation off for any audience. And the thing that's killing me in the uh, um, kind of the misinformation realm is I listen to I listen to and pay attention to and watch another podcast called The Brilliant Idiots uh, with Charlamagne the Guy and Andrew Schultz. And they had this woman on. I forget the woman's name. I'm sure she's a regular part of their thing, but I, I haven't been tuning into the podcast as much. And she was talking about how Chris Rock went after Jada before the 2016 joke that they're all referencing all the time when they say he went after Jada was in 2016 when Will was in that movie Concussion. Y'all remember that movie where he plays the African doctor that first discovered CT? Right, right, right. So if people, she was saying like, so 
he went after her there and 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 during Oscar so and that was the beginning of Oscar so white but that the thing that killed me was if you're going to say that then you need to have all your facts straight and that was not the beginning of Oscar so white Oscar so white started the year before and mm -hmm. Oscar so white you know because it was just all these white Oscars and there was some other I, and I can't remember all the movies that were out during that time but there was some some Oscar worthy black stuff going on there was that stuff going on they were saying you know none of the black people Everything was white, this and that. Jada was nowhere to be found. She wasn't saying nothing. She wasn't an activist for anything. She wasn't any of that. The next year was concussion, was the concussion year. All of a sudden, here comes Jada because she thought Will had a chance to win an Oscar and then he didn't get that chance. So Chris Rock was basically the joke was that he was saying, well, basically. That's like protesting something you, you weren't even invited to. Like, because Jada, nobody, it, basically what he was saying was nobody been checking for Jada because she was calling for protests and, and um, for people to boycott the Oscars. And he was like, you boycotting something that nobody uh, associated with, you, you know, um, really knows who you are, cares about who you are. Mm -hmm. so the joke. Basically, that's the crux of the joke. You know, like basically... You protest, protesting it is meaningless because you weren't invited in the first place. Not to Will, but to her. Because right. by the time she had been out of acting for a while, you know, or hadn't been yeah. as, let's say she hadn't been out completely, but you know, she's been not as visible. So right. that's the joke that everybody brings up when they talk about um, um, him going after Jada. And in that case, like, for one thing, if you don't want to be lampooned, we're providing such great material. Like, Stop providing nope. material. Yeah, don't no, stop providing material. Yeah, yeah, stop. And Adrian, here's my question for you and Bishop, though, too. If are we gonna start changing of because if we have to allow this, we gotta change the rules behind comedy and comedy shows. And, and so and fuck him, but like <laughs> Like, um... I think Will endangered his children too. You, 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 because you got some real street people. Thankfully, they're celebrities. I say Will, but you know, it probably wouldn't have been Will. But we're talking about the reason we all talking about it is because we relate to the behavior. Everybody's right. seen everything. If you do some mess like that, if your husband does some mess like that where he sneaks someone in a position where that person did not openly intentionally disrespect you and he does not announce that there's a boundary and, and he's punching down when he does it you punching you punching the dude on the spectrum yeah because everybody's talking about alopecia but they're not talking about chris rock's very visible Highly publicized View Today Show 2021 tour about him having you know nonverbal learning disorders when he was uh, being told to get diagnosed with tested for Asperger's. So you mean to tell me, nah, nah, you, you somebody in real life, in real life, they would if they can't get to you, they'll model off your child. Tell your punk ass daddy I said right. <laughs> you 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 that that is um 
K. Am I K. right or wrong? No, K. you're right. Like, you're, you're all the way right. And my thing is, all like, the way right. like, if I may expound for a moment. Go ahead, like, go ahead. Like, this whole thing, I mean, I really was serious. Fuck Jake Smith. Um, but, <laughs> like, my whole thing is, that's, that's not how anybody should do it. And, I, and and going back to the thing which you just brought up, Nikki, and also, I think Bishop had brought it up. Yeah, he did. Um... Imagine the self-centeredness. I think that's what bothered me after, you know, everything, the, the initial shot and everything had worn off. I think one of my first things was imagine the self-centeredness to believe that that joke was about the alopecia. Like, when you really look deep down yes. at that, it's like, it's a bit of a reach because, like, there are so many of us that didn't know, so, so several things have to happen. You have to that people are really following you like that. You know what I mean? Like people really, when you think about everything that people have going on in their lives, you have to believe that people take time out to follow your every move, your every life change, life event. You have to believe that, that and you have to believe that a wide swath of people are doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we all have to pay attention to the Red Table Talk. And, all that stuff we all know people that pay attention to certain people right but you have to believe that a huge community of people are paying attention to you to believe that chris rock was in the at the backstage just just feverishly writing down as uh, uh alopecia jokes yeah <laughs> just trying to figure out which one he was gonna bust out there and, and and that and you have to figure not only that that you have to figure that he's back there writing those alopecia jokes and somehow also be like arrogant enough to or not arrogance not to worry but I guess we'll go back to self-centered or center yourself so much that you believe that then the audience is gonna like really crack up at alopecia yeah which is a condition right right um so I thought that was odd like I just thought it was really weird like more so weirder than people seem to be because i still see you know unfortunately i have interacted with twitter and facebook and people in real life um who are like well knowing jada has alopecia he knew he shouldn't have cracked that i'm like he knew what like i didn't know he had alopecia she had alopecia bishop didn't know she had alopecia women make fun of all men all the time that is alopecia you know what i'm saying i didn't know like, yeah, you didn't know, nigga. None of us knew, because none of us did. Now, 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 my, now, my how mental arrogant is it, like you said, to feel yeah, that now, everybody now, in your world, everybody's supposed to be watching real tape yeah. tops. You can't it's, fathom it's people. It's the other social pecking order. Yeah. That's social it, it, pecking order stuff. We're the cool kids. You're supposed to know what's going on with us. Everybody yeah. does. But Jada don't know nothing about me, so... <laughs> So, so, but yeah, that's that. That really threw me off. That you can't imagine people not giving, real talk, real talk, giving a damn about yeah. the fact that she can't imagine that, or he can't imagine that, because it's both of them, really. It's right? both of them. So the fact that they can't imagine that was one of the first things that threw me off. Mm. 
You know what? I uh, what in what way? Go ahead. In what way? So basically, know. people are saying that he bullied Jada and he did all of this stuff. Then that means every comedian is bullying. Yeah. And, that means and, we gotta change the rules. Like like you said, Bishop, you don't go after a man's wife. So we saying that when we go to comedy shows now, that comedians are taking the risk that if they do roast somebody or roast a couple, that they may be married. Therefore, it's open season. Like what? Oh, where yeah. where where are the rules now? See, we got it because if we outrage, we got to shift the bar. You got you got you got me you got me in a conundrum here. Um. Look yeah, here, I'm, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, you know, in, in all hypocrisy, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. We don't change the way these comics do it because the reason why I say this is because they already have enough barriers going on lately with the cancel crews and yeah. things of that nature. Comedy is comedy. I'm 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 with Adrian on that. That's the reason why I didn't, mind him. I didn't I didn't mind him stating what he what he's what he said. My key words were it's a dice roll because it goes back to what Nikki was 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 speaking about. You don't know how this dude rolls with other dudes. Okay. All right. Now I don't want to dig into his past, but we all know the episode where he broke down on set and they thought he was, you know, really acting, but it wasn't. It wasn't an act when he hugged Uncle Phil on, on the set and was crying. How come he don't want me? You know, that 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 scene, that wasn't that wasn't fake. He was really speaking out about his past. So, you know, we don't, I can't get into his head. I don't know what he was thinking when he looked at her. I don't know, you know, uh, you know, because he laughed at the beginning and and then he went up there. But the, but the bottom line is, what I paid attention to most was when he got back to his seat, she giggling and laughing. Now, I don't know if that was fake or not, but, I mean, she played it off well. Like, you know, because Chris laid another joke. And, you know, and she she laughed it off. Um, and so, she was shocked. She didn't think it was real until he yelled what he yelled out. I think everybody thought it was a skit because, you know, a lot of times, there are they do this on shows sometimes where somebody will hijack it impromptu, like they'll hijack it live real quick and do something unscripted, but it's never been dangerous or it's never been like that offensive, especially with comedians. And Will has the reputation of kind of being a clown, an entertaining yeah. clown. I thought, you know, well, I, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say this. It didn't take long for comedians to come out and say, look here, you come to my show, just remember this this isn't the Oscars. You'll get your ass whooped, you step up on the, on the stage. Said the entertainer, say, I hit back. You know, there's a there's a video of him stating that. Uh, Tony Rock uh, is already, his video is oh, yeah. going viral uh, from yesterday. Like, dude, we got, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I had made yeah. a post about the you know, I, I I made a post about the, the quiet kid, you know, because I learned yeah. conflict resolution skills trying to do honestly, hoping that I would save people from the crazy people in my family. Right. Being like the only girl that was always around and so young because my cousins and brother were fierce about mm -hmm. fierce, like it like and still are to this day. That's why they don't hang out on my Facebook wall. <laughs> I have a huge family 
but you wouldn't know it. They don't hang out on my Facebook wall because they ain't got time for people playing thumb thugs. That's what my cousin called them. Man, they just thumb thugs, you know. And you know, yeah. my husband doesn't. My husband does not engage on social media. He, he that's one of the reasons that he's rarely on my wall. Is it's all about what's going on in person. He's not gonna rile himself up over people's words online, you know, especially when I have a whole different agenda there. But yeah, I, I learned conflict resolution being the, the, the quiet, the, to save people from themselves. I learned to try to be likable and make people laugh and try to be funny and stuff like that. You know, um, I, I really did because that was, you know, being a girl that was also around a lot of, uh, a lot of boys, you know, especially when I start coming out of my tomboy stage, like, you know, start getting a little more girly boys press it a little bit more. So they'd be a little bit more disrespectful. So now the opportunities to get their ass whooped across the line increased. <laughs> I don't, you know, I try to save them from themselves, you know? Um, in, in addition, I had a cousin that had a speech impediment. And it was me and my uh, two closest cousins and those two cousins, um, uh, boys, they were brothers, but a lot of people didn't. We all had different last days, so people didn't know we were related. And there was a period of time where my family, we, well, my mom and my aunt, we kind of moved a lot in like middle school. There was a lot of movement in in the, in the middle school time between all of us because it was just a transition. And so we ended up in a lot of places where we would be new. And because you're being new like three or four times, people try you. And so again, you know that I, I we've had times where people, you know, they try they they love my other cousin, but they didn't know that was his brother, and he was younger than him. So what would happen is they try him, and when they try him, I go run tell it because you right. get your ass handed to you because you you tried it, and that's exactly what ha what would happen. Sometimes the check would be a soft verbal check. Sometimes the check, it's been, you know, sometimes the check would have to be a hard one. And, you know, when we use those terms like ho-ass nigga, bitch-ass nigga, they come from somewhere because they got behaviors attached to them. There's there's behaviors attached to that. Am I right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, I, I follow you on that. My, I follow you on that. Here, here's where I'm going with this at this point. Where do you think this is heading to now? I know we don't really know, but I mean, if we're going to stay on the scene with movies or is he going to go into a, a hole and just kind of hide out with his with his son that's tweeting out, that's how we do it. Well, it overshadowed Questlove uh, receiving an Oscar. Shout out to Questlove. Heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, I'm mean, so proud of him. Yeah. Yeah, me too, honestly. And uh, I, you know, I didn't know he was he was up for that award. You know, you know, you you would think as an avid uh, the Roots fan, I would I would stay on that. But like Adrian said, I, I've been busy and and you know not following these these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, it overshadowed uh, you know these other um, celebrities getting this award and. And, and that was his moment, you know. That you know, it just it ruined his moment, you know. And uh, so it, it's forever going to be tied to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, which is why I didn't share any memes online. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> that I saw. Because I, you know, I just didn't want to see brother on brother over and over again, which is what I saw a lot of. And and then again, the two Americas looking at it differently and put putting their shots out there and you knew that was gonna happen. So that you know, that day, that next day, like Nikki said, we already had it in plan on how we were gonna navigate because black folks. I already folk had it planned. I've not talked about it at work all week. And, and I mean, black folks gotta navigate different. We gotta navigate different. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: when things happen, I already I have exit plans on how to remove myself from conversations and how to exit stage left. I have pre-planned responses to things. <laughs> I've straight I've straight up lied before, and and. That I then I ain't said, oh no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll resort to that if I get cornered. Or uh, uh so whatever. Anyway, what's next? You know, it's like I I have pre-planned, and it depends on what it is because often there's an energy where people are looking for you to be a spokesperson. They really want to. They either want to know what you think about it because it's the blacks. So I need to know what a black thinks about it. Or sometimes it's a little more sinister where they want to regurgitate their opinion. And that is where I understand the energy and anger, which is where I think a lot of it is coming from. Because it feels like you put people in a position where white folks are going to speak on black behavior. They're not going to speak on Will and Chris the way we would. They speaking on black behavior. Yeah, sure. And that is irritating because it's very difficult for for white Americans, even even if they're as woke, even the wokest ones, it's hard for them not to connect it like that. Like they don't know how to talk to us in an isolated manner without it being about the collective. Can I break yeah, off? But, but when it came to January six, we we saw otherwise. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Can I break right. off? Obviously, it's otherwise when it's them. But, but it's quiet, it's kept when it's them. And so I think that that is frustrating for all of us and irritating. So there's a level of keep your mouth shut, you know what I mean, that we want to have. But in that level of keep your mouth shut, we can still discuss things amongst each other without making it, without creating alternative facts around that's right, Adrian. Back. What was you gonna say, Adrian? Go ahead. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Um. So, to, just to, to referring to it as wokest white people. So here's a discussion that I had today, and I've been privy to it for a couple of minutes, a couple of days with different people. So when it comes down to using the phrase woke, right? Right. Adrian, you there? Yeah. There you go. Okay, you're back. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know what's causing the drop. I don't know. So when you said when they, when they use the phrase woke, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, when they use the phrase woke, and then you hear them say, like, it started with us, and then usually the liberal, you know, or white people consider themselves progressive when they start to use what our terminology, right? <laughs> yeah. And then... The, then the flip is then it becomes like a curse word to to the the right I guess I hate saying the yeah. right like yeah. it, it, and, it, and if you notice everything follows that order like yeah. it all follows that chain and 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 uh since 
we've been having these discussions you know i always feel like i've never really i, I tried for a second i really did I, I i promised that there was a period of time where i tried to believe in allies um but unlike unlike some of my you know black brethren i just don't believe in allyship like everybody else does maybe not in in not in the same way i got um, you i've never believed in it because uh kind of like what nikki was saying they really can't understand and there are a couple of things about allyship and all this and this and okay and then i'm going to use this because i just realized this is a good segue into my other thought about will and jada that we really haven't brought up yet uh -oh. um, and maybe we have but maybe i was experiencing a dropout at the time i don't know <laughs> go ahead <laughs> but I mean, because my dropouts, they just happened. And, then, and I had to run to the living room real quick. So I was like, maybe they said this while I was gone. Let's hope not. So I was kind of like, just went back in the room. But, but um, like, my thing about allies is that it all the allyship always seems to be dictated by them in their minds. And I don't know if that makes sense. But for, for instance, um, every time it kind of comes to black people right there are these conversations and then everybody automatically the talk the, the conversation begins to kind of go get around to and yes and we're all everybody's going to be swept up in this like so black people are going to get theirs too you know as the too right they're going to get theirs as well but it's never just no no this just needs to be like black people are the ones that deal with this on this scale. And so can we for a moment, as much as everybody just wants black people to shut up, can we exactly. for a moment center black people in this? Yes. The way, and here's this this may be my cancel moment, but I mean, truthfully, I don't believe anybody gets canceled. People decide who they're gonna mess with and who they're not gonna mess yeah, with. Yeah, that's it. They just decide if they're fooling with you. Yeah, yeah. If, if you if, if you don't fool with me, cool. But uh like whenever it comes to any other group besides black people that thing is about them that's right yes like yes that, like that stop asian hate bill we didn't get swept up in a stop asian hate bill that was just hey no no stop hating asians you know you know it's whatever but like yeah i really believe that's my first one so i think i'm good um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the stop Asian hate bill was for Asians. And then, you know, people don't like the thing is people will put something out, but it's in the moment, right? It's of the moment. And that's really, you can tell how lazy people are in situations like this, as far as how lazy and how much people want to avoid like real conversation about all these things. Because there's a stop Asian hate bill and and when that was when all that was going on when asians were getting attacked and all that because of for stupid i mean for the worst reason you know people trying to blame the coronavirus on them no it's you know yeah it's not because of them uh but they when they were being attacked it was our, our black brothers and sisters and and you know yada 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 but I think people don't know that black people kind of have their own little networks right where where we find out we get information and you'll see these things about uh, I saw a thing about a group of mothers who were anti-CRT 
and they were going to, you know, protest CRT to their school board. There's two Asian women standing in there with them, just looking just as proud as the white women in the group, looking as like we are a part, we are, we are a part of this. We are along with these white women. We are this is this is our community, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's cool with being part of that community until they're affected. And then whenever they're whenever they're affected, then they want to partner with black people because we are the most vocal, we're the most outspoken, we're the most out front a lot of times because we've had to constantly have these discussions. Uh oh, somebody fall down some stairs? That didn't sound good. Yes, that I'm, I'm quite I'm quite all right. Go ahead. It sounded like a, oh my shoe. <laughs> man, get out of my closet, man. <laughs> but it sounds like um, when, when that happens, you know, people forget that, okay, we've been dealing with this and and you still don't want to have this discussion, so they come out with a stop Asian hate bill, but it's kind of like a reactive thing. It's like, oh, well, Asian people getting attacked. Let's just throw this out here real quick. And then black brothers and sisters, y'all get on board because you ought to understand, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you ought to understand it better than anybody. Yeah, yeah that, that's always a thing. You ought to understand. We're the most supposedly understanding group of people in the world. We ought to understand because y'all's life sucks all the time. And so 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 we're supposed to understand that, but then we don't the, the laziness of the bill is you chuck it out, but there's no discussion about all the things underlying. You never nobody ever wants to have those discussions, and it, which is what we see now. The whole fight against history is really about we don't want to talk about this because talking about this will be complicated, it will be nuanced. We can't possibly make it just black and white and then make it, it will go away after that. It has to be a continuous, ongoing discussion. And when something else rears its ugly head, we have to confront that thing as well. So nobody wants to talk about how the Asian community, the Asian community's racism towards black people or black the black community's racism towards Asian. Nobody wants to talk about um, how maybe, you know, gay rights it, it like and okay here's here's the cancelable moment like in the Dave Chappelle special that that everybody was really and I don't even know did we talk about it I can't remember maybe we did but Dave Chappelle was mentioning how trans rights and gay rights have actually been weaponized against black people. Uh-huh. You know he mentioned they that have. and all that was overshadowed they have throughout the protesting but if you're black you've experienced that and yes. you had, and i've been attacked once at least by somebody i knew who i worked with who was who's gay who was hostile they actually are extremely hostile i have i have been attacked by someone who actually in in, in ebay <laughs> uh locust tech company worked there in Austin um, as a contractor uh, on a six-month project and worked on a team with two individuals from the LGBT community, older people, one from Louisiana, white woman from Louisiana. Um, and I mean, actually, one not only were they the two of the most hateful people that I have ever worked with, they weaponized being LGBTQ. They used it. They used like, it to 
to terrorize other people on the team. It yeah. was horrible. It was horrible. That, that is probably, they didn't do no work. They upheld a lot of work. And they, they one of them was really involved with pride. Um, but it was like, they used that to insulate themselves and to attack others. And I saw them weaponize it left and right. And it was a shame. Left and right. And then they'll, they'll and, the, and the thing is, like you'll you'll have it weaponized against you, and then somehow you're the person that comes out of the other end. Like, wait a minute, I didn't even. First of all, I didn't say anything about that. And you know, I didn't say anything about you, who you sleep with or what you who you live with or who you choose to love. All your decision, but you don't even say anything about it. It's just assumed that you're you're uh, supposed to go along with it. Because that, and if you call it out, if you say, "Well, hey, like this isn't," then then you're the enemy, and, right. and there is no there is no winning against that. And then a lot of times when it happens, if black people say, "Well, this is kind of like something that's really happening to black people a lot," well, then we're all together. Anytime somebody says we're all in this together, that's bad because we can't get that thing. These discussions it automatically halts any discussion about the blackness of it all, like the. Right, because it because it dilutes it dilutes. Yeah, yeah, it automatically dilutes the fact that okay, this is something that we're dealing with. I lost uh, track of one of my points about that, but um, it also like the thing that, that that I noticed during that moment. You know, another thing that nobody really brings up. I mean, they bring it up, but in a roundabout way. Like I always, you know, one of the first questions I asked was like, if that had been a white anybody on mm -hmm. stage. Would Will have thought to make that move? Would he have? I don't care what you think. Somebody saying if, if it's about protecting black women and protecting your wife because the whole world supposedly knows she has alopecia. If you're in the Golden Globe situation and that's Ricky Gervais and you're in the front row, and Ricky Gervais goes at everybody and goes at everybody much harder. Oh, if, yeah. if Ricky Gervais says something, it's not going to be a, a, a it's not going to be a GI Jane joke. It's going to be something current. It's going to be mean. It's going to be cutting. It's not going to be diluted with anything. It's going to be the hardest version of that joke with maybe, maybe without profanity, right? And in a lot of cases, it's not even without profanity. Ricky Gervais just depends on that delay that TV has. And so we can bleep out these first versions. But, but, but like, if that's Ricky Gervais, if that's any white anything just will stop up there and do that okay so let me ask the question do you think it was more about race or who was actually up there i think it was I, so it's not it's not really that it was more about race so here's the thing it's even it's the fact it's like nikki said he's punching down but he's punching down on two levels you that's what, what I, mean? I that's what i think he's yeah punching punching down. Down. Levels. He's punching down on the level of I'm a bigger, I perceive myself to be a bigger star than Chris Rock, right? Yeah. He perceives himself to be a bigger star than Chris Rock, so he believes he can get away with that because he's Will Smith and Chris Rock is Chris Rock. Yep. But he's also doing it because he believes this is somebody I can slap and I won't be blackballed for slapping him. I yes. won't be Nobody will see me as a threat for slapping another black man 
And me slapping another black man will not be viewed as that violent of an act. Yep. Because the, so, the you don't, so you don't, you don't, so you don't think that he just watched enough Bel Air? And I can blame the other savage <laughs> black men, Richard Williams, because everybody already thinks angry black father means violent. So because we, we do know that there is an under bottom line within most marginalized cultures and countries, there is a level of physical aggression that is not present in the dominant culture. Yeah. It is just, you know, if, whether you, whether it's things as like spanking and how you discipline uh, mm -hmm. all the way down to how you solve problems. There is, yep. and we know in America, dominant culture does not, even though they got their own levels of violence, openly words it sticks and stones may hurt my bones openly and you know what i'm saying it's you do not and, and, and he knew, he knew i feel he like he knew cool. all of that and i think i think it was calculated in that since it was chris rock i really do believe it was calculated in his mind i believe it was a complete surprise to chris rock but oh, i believe yeah. in in will smith's mind it was a calculated move and i believe he knew not only did he know he could go up there and stop a person, and, and he looked at it as this Chris Rock cannot affect negatively affect my career. I think he looked at it like that. And the shame of it all now, even though Will Packer says that Chris Rock, um, that Chris Rock said don't have him arrested and let's address it afterwards. Uh, so that's why he wasn't escorted out. Like, because they said the LA, if you've seen the Will Packer interview, Will Packer says that the LAPD there and they said we'll do whatever mr rock says whatever mr rock wants to do that's how we'll 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 move on we'll do whatever mr rock wants to do and then so chris rock according to to will packer said no don't don't take him out right now don't escort him out or anything like that and now, i see him at the stage where i actually doubt that there's a part of that mean, for me that's kind of like well would that have been an option for anybody else I kind of believe it just because he, the way Chris Rock handled it, which I, which anybody calling Chris Rock is a bit a bitch is a bitch themselves, and they don't know how to operate in polite society, and they probably should just stay in the house and not bother the rest of us. But <laughs> like, like the fact that the thing that bothered me more is that not only did Will Smith know he could do that in front of all those people and not face many repercussions because of the fact that he slapped another black man, but I feel like. In an audience that that every time you see them, they're jumping up about some cause. That 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 if it's the cause celeb of the moment, then they they're all over it. Like none of them, I think all of them kind of felt the same way. Like like they they knew Will Smith would slap him, and they also knew that if that dude was white, Will Smith would slap and and that they were okay with that. They they seen to me. Yes. Yeah, a level of okayness with the fact yes. that well, could have been worse. He could have stopped the white dude, and I think, yes. had, I think, and I think the uproar would have been immediate. It, it wouldn't have felt like a gag. It like everybody keeps Not up, have been immediate. going back to like, oh, we thought it was a gag, but I feel like if he had stopped stopped the white person, it would have been immediate, and it wouldn't have felt like a gag, and he wouldn't have made it back to his seat, and there wouldn't have been a well, we'll do whatever. Uh, Mr. Gervais, who's my person at the moment, just I'm just using him as my example, or whoever wants to do it, it's just been like, no, go. But 
Yes, it would have. It would have. You know, it was violence of another black man of one black man against another. Yes. Everything else was kind of like, well, now this needs more analysis or this needs more investigation, but it really doesn't. It's really and a Adrian was disappointing to me also as well, which is a whole nother conversation. Is everybody pulling out the history of okay? Well, look at all the ways that Chris um for Jada and then Chris Chris let his friends say the n-word with the hard R, which first of all, hard R and A irritates because y'all made that up when we were in middle school and it didn't matter if you said E-R or A. You weren't supposed to say it. Now I, ne- I never understood that. I never understood that, Nikki. I'm with you. I remember I remember when white kids started saying that because of music. Well, I said nigga, not E-R. And it's like, it don't matter. Yeah. Don't say it. And now this don't whole you. fact has morphed into an actual truth. And I'm like, what? This is not true. Who told y'all that this was, that we had passes in the culture based on enunciation? Stop. So, you know, that bothers me. Um, but this, this whole... I don't see all the receipts that they keep talking about. And I went back, my husband and I went back and watched that 2016 Oscars thing. This whole intro bit that they were talking about where he said something about Jada and Will. And one thing that he did, first of all, Chad Boswick was there, Kevin Hart, tons of people. He talked about, I don't want to turn down a job, another job that Kevin Hart take from me. Um, He said some dry jokes that didn't hit. But then he talked about racism. And he was like, you know, our black people are basically saying we're not asking, we're asking for a chance, but not just one chance. We're asking for repeated ones. We don't want to face racism. And um, so like I said, in, in so many words, he had this thing down. As, as far as, I'm, 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 in so many words, he, he still held it down, is what I'm saying. Was it perfect? Mm-hmm. No. But I didn't see the coonery. That that and, and the thing is, no one pointed out the coonery. They were saying, "Look at what he did to Will and Jada." At this time, he kept her name in his mouth. And I and I'm sorry. I just I am really struggling to to see the connection between that being an attack on a wife. And honestly, GI Jane Demi Moore is beautiful. She's stunning. I cannot mm-hmm. see my husband if somebody came to me and said, dang, um, you know, Fantasia gonna be going on tour again? You know, or, you know, they may, you know, <sighs> even the in-person, if people, people are trying to compare it to in-person, I just don't, right now, I don't see it. And I have been hoping someone could explain to me how that particular thing would have actually been offensive enough to steal offensive enough to not qualify and say hey that's a limit don't say that you see maybe maybe they'll explain that on the uh next edition of red table talk uh because i believe they've agreed to you know for viewership and monetary gain uh, to discuss that there, so maybe we'll hear about that then. I don't know. Maybe the whole, so, or maybe the whole damn family just needs to stay off red table talk. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I don't... Doing way more damage to their family. Have y'all seen the, the, the um, little blog post that's kind of going around? It's like, it's not Jada, it's you. And the person is going to a full dissertation about people, us, the general public, and how we are Will Smith's problem. And I'm no, like, dude. I didn't take his ass on the I show. Don't, I don't know his business. First of all, I don't know if his business is real. I only know what he shares. And I actually can't validate whether or not that's real. But I'm only going to react to what you're sharing. Now, if you're, if you're trying to tell us that Will and Jada are just on a big social experiment punking everybody, um, I mean, it, it, it's working. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> This is what we do. You know, I don't understand what people want from us as far as the response. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling that this is an issue about protecting black women. I don't think that's protection. The average person that is married to a black man, especially over the age of 25, she does not want her husband to haul off and slap somebody uh, just because they got rude with her because it's never to prove a point. You maybe want somebody checked. You know, but you don't want you don't want him doing anything in these streets that's gonna have him shot or killed or hurt by a person or the police. Because that's real. Because if black women are the most unprotected in society, but black men are the most unprotected by our government, our security, by anybody else. They are the most feared. They are the most um we the most unprotected, but they are the most hunted and aggressed. Woo. They're the most hunted and aggressed. And I have been surrounded by black men my entire life. Three-fifths of my immediate family is black men. I got two sons and a husband. I, I'm so protective of them. Like I said, my husband, I, I don't even, this is the first time I probably, other people outside people that know us, there's a hesitancy in me to share about my husband's history or my brother's history or anybody because I know that there's some crazy people out there that will try to test that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just, I, I have PTSD from being protected. And it's not for fake. It's for real. And I, I you know, so I, I just, you know, um, I, it, it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those things for me. I just don't see that. And I'm really disappointed and sad that there are so many women who actually truly believe that that's how men move. Because mm-hmm. that ain't yeah. how y'all, that ain't, that's no. not, that's not, that's not how men move. That ain't how, no. that definitely ain't how no men over the age of 40 move. Men that move like that are sitting in Mount Zion Cemetery right now. Amen. Or or the holiday unit, one of the two. Or they in the holiday unit. Yep. Men that move like that are in that unit or in in the in Centennial Memorial Gardens right now. Yep. Exactly. And at some well, point, it, black men have to mature beyond that, and they do. So yeah. Well, Adrian, you got the parting shot, man. Uh, I mean. I think we all got the parting shot. I think Chris Rock took the most parting of parting shots. Like we, I mean, uh, Will was on some whole shit. The end. Like I mean, some things, some things are extra simple. Some things are extra simple. Hey, don't take. I will say, if you're in a married, uh, a committed married, marital relationship, 
Nobody else needs to know about your shit. It's nobody's business. No, no matter who you are. Obviously, it's fucking up one family. Don't let it fuck up yours. Um, like, because um, uh, I think uh, it's not going to work out for you the way it worked out for Will. You're not going to get hugs from Denzel and Tyler Perry. Um, mm-hmm. You're not. You're going you're to you get, you get hauled off or killed. And... Um, uh, most real, if you have a real black woman by your side, a real woman, period, she doesn't, she is also thinking as far ahead as you have about everything. That's right. In most cases. Like, That's right. Know, if she really cares about you, she ain't putting you out there Mm-mm. in such a way to, to get you killed. And you you know when you need to check somebody, and it, it, there are cases when you need to, or it can keep happening. And you also know when it's like, you know, I'm going to we're gonna handle this behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Or, Ill, knocked out, punked, hurt yep. because you tied somebody up, right? None of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But when you, if if your wife wants to tell somebody that she had an entanglement, and and <laughs> you stay stay off of TV so you don't become a meme. Stay off. Stay out of that. <laughs> Once again, if anybody needs a definition of whole shit, I guess that, you know, I I know we only have a few minutes left, so I guess that'll be another podcast. We'll just discuss, you know, the, the element of, of whole shit. And, and maybe that's we, that'll we be We need to help the people. We need to help the people. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, maybe, maybe, this, maybe this will have to be like a, a podcast episode that we. <laughs> Hey man, well, whenever y'all want to talk, hey man, just like we did today, let's just get it together. I mean, if you want to talk about that, uh, I'm, I'm sure I can uh, get in where I fit in. So, <laughs> but I mean, hey, this definitely was one for the one for the books, man. Uh, what we saw uh, during the Oscars, and uh, you know, a lot of people weren't even watching it. And then, I mean, everybody's phones was going off. I was trying to go to sleep. My wife's phone was blowing up. I'm like, man, who is calling at this time of night? It better be something, you know, big or an emergency or something, you know. And yeah, I mean, like, what is this? I mean, and it was just her ain't he talking about, uh, oh, did you see the slap? Did you see the slap? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, and then the next day, it, I wasn't prepared for the 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 you know, the feeds, the social media feeds. And even on the podcast, I, I listened to Dan Levitar, a uh, sports show. And I mean, even they were talking about it. it had nothing to do with sports, but yes. I mean, that's what, that's what they were talking about. I mean, it was even, it was crossing all platforms, sports, politics, you name it. They were talking about that. International. So, International. Yeah. Yes, I, was, yes. uh, I was out of town and I was, my husband and I were on the phone. And I was watching it and I was like, we was talking and I was like, did he just, and I was made, I was like, rewind it, rewind it. Cause I couldn't rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TSFP podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast and share the podcast. Thank you for listening.